0: This is the Pro Football Doc Podcast with Dr. David Chow. As a practicing orthopedic surgeon who's performed hundreds of procedures on NFL players and is the former longtime head team physician for the San Diego Chargers, Dr. Chow uses his insider knowledge to decipher injuries to a documented 95% accuracy level. He's the SiriusXM XM Sports Medical Analyst and is quoted everywhere from Sports Center to NFL Live. More than 100,000 followers can't be wrong. Following him on Twitter, looking for his instant insights on injuries during games. Now, Dr. David Chow, the Pro Football Doc.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pro Football Doc podcast. I'm in Radio Row at the Media Center in Miami, South Beach. And uh, it's been a whirlwind couple of days. It's not even over yet wanted to do a special version of this podcast here apologize if the sound quality isn't the same but we're on the run a bunch of interviews from players from the 49ers from the chiefs direct injury updates from tevin coleman himself etc and uh some other fun some other guests etc um so uh let's first uh let's do the segment differently here let's do uh the first segment uh since they're the visitors of the 49ers and then we'll take a break the second segment the media stuff with the chiefs and then we'll wind up with some interesting observations here's the tease i've had a nice conversation with tua about his hip and with his mom and dad we'll update that in in section three in Section 1 here, uh, the, coming up here, the tease is probably Wes Welker, uh, wide receiver coach, uh, his uh, nickname, and uh, I think you'll be uh, interested to hear that. Uh, we'll also talk to Tevin Coleman and Quan Alexander about their injuries. Then we'll move on to the Chiefs, where we'll talk to the real pro football doctor, and uh, that's a tease for that. So uh, let's get into it here. We'll start with uh, some visiting Team 49er interviews. I hope you enjoy them. So I'm here, uh, San Francisco 49ers media session with A beast. I do a podcast, the Beast of the Week. Yes, sir. Quan Alexander, who returned in the same season from a torn pectoral tendon. Yes, sir. That ripped through as you were making a tackle, Mm tore it off the bone, and had surgery. Yes, sir. And how many days when you returned to play? How many days did I return? was it? Like 10 weeks or
2: something? Yeah, it was a nine to 10 weeks, one of those. Yeah, Yeah, I don't really keep up up with the weeks. I just know, you know, once I grind, I'm gonna get back to where I'm at. When did you know you were going to be able to play this season? Uh, once it happened, they told me that I wasn't going to be able to play. They said they wouldn't be able. To. Yeah, and yeah. you know I
1: do this injury stuff on, on yeah. and I was like, oh, you're done for the season. Right. I right. said that about JJ Watt right, too. Right, right, right. And you both proved me wrong. Right, right. So, right. And I'm happy yes, that sir. you did. Yes, sir. Yeah. And
2: so when did they? When did you realize that you could play and return? Oh, uh, I realized when they told me I couldn't play. <laughs> <laughs> so that that really put a chip on my shoulder. And my, you can't put a limit on me. You feel me? Because I, I I heal fast and I put the work in, and um, I'm gonna get back when I want to get back. And my mind says to get back, I'm gonna get back, and I did dad put the work in and I got back quickly as possible.
1: Are you wearing anything on it? A brace or anything
2: on uh, it? I wear a little sleeve on it. Sleeve on it. It don't really like, you feel me? Yeah. It feels well, but, um, I can wear it without it, you feel me, but they just do it for precautions. Um, like.
1: One thing mm-hmm. that makes it easy for and it's not easy, right? No, you're right. Because you're out of football and the mm-hmm. whole deal, but your speed and your legs, that's all been there, right, right, and you've right. been working out 100% on that, mm-hmm. so this is not like you're coming off, you know, on crutches and also
2: right, right, trying right, right. yeah, to yeah. So you've been able to keep yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, right? it's different, like coming off from, like, a leg injury or something like that, you know, um, I'm still out there moving around, still walking, sure. I ain't really sitting down all day, you know, like that, so I was still able to move around a little to keep energy going, blood flowing, and all that. So, and now I'm here, man, ready to get going.
1: That's awesome. That's and, it. Uh, and did you subconsciously or consciously change your style at all? Like, okay, I'm gonna more shoulder on this side, versus now not? No, I
2: don't have. I don't have time to think about this. No. Like stuff like that during the game. So uh, I just be myself when I go out there and just let it, let everything out and just go play.
1: Very inspirational. Yes, sir. Thank you very much.
2: Congratulations. Yes, Appreciate so, good it. Luck. Thank you, man. Thank okay. you.
1: Thank you. I'm David Chow. I'm actually a uh, orthopedic surgeon, former NFL team physician. Oh, okay. So what I'm doing is kind of like the medical Mike Ferreira. Yeah, yeah. So... Like your last game when you went down, as your arms held out to the side, yeah, that's an anterior inferior shoulder dislocation that's locked, yeah, and kind of thing. So that's kind of what I do. But did you know when it first happened that your shoulder's out of socket and you were just yeah, toughing yeah. it out trying to walk yeah. off the field? Yeah,
2: yeah I, I definitely knew uh, it was out of the socket because I felt it. But um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the cart was taking too long. You know, so I was in pain. So I was
1: trying to get off the field as as, as soon as possible. But uh, when I got up and tried to walk, I <laughs> couldn't, couldn't move. Yeah, and then, and then you finally got carted off. Yeah. And then it was reported it took a while to get it back in. They do X-rays first mm-hmm. and everything else. Yeah, definitely. Uh, how long did that seem to you? Um, you know what I'm saying. I was in pain, so it felt it felt it felt like it was a long time. But uh, when they got it back in place, it felt a lot better. No previous shoulder dislocations before so uh, uh, yeah, this is the first you. one. Yep. And you got all your motion back. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, wear a strap and let's go yes sir (laughs) (laughs) what percent do you think you are um yeah i'm not i'm not sure right now you know what i'm saying i'm still still working on it still listening to trainers and trying to take it uh one day at a time Gotcha. Well, I'm, I'm expecting that you're going to prove me right. Because when it happened, and then I said, disengage shoulder, I said, you watch. He's going to play in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, Thanks, man. Appreciate so, that. So prove me right. <laughs> Thanks, All right. Man. Yes, sir. Thank you. And with uh, CJ Beathard.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Small world. I bet you don't know this. I'm sure you don't. I was a former NFL team physician for the San Diego Chargers. Wow. And my first GM was my grandpa. Yeah. Your grandpa, Bobby yeah. Yes. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, love him and your grandma. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, you know uh, the Hall of Fame is is awesome. Mm-hmm.
3: What
4: what
1: do you think my about the Hall of Fame? Your your grandpa being inducted into the Hall of Fame.
4: I mean, it was it was. Unreal. I mean, I remember we were over there at his house when uh, he got the call, and uh, it was just really cool. Something that uh, I mean, I don't know how many people are in the Hall of Fame. I, I don't think it's many. I remember the number, but I, I sure I forgot it. But it's just being able to be in that that small group of, of special people. Uh, it's real special. And then getting to you know, Kyle gave me a you know practice off when he got inducted, so I got to go up there to Canton and um, with my family and, and be there with with him when he got inducted. It was just an unreal ceremony and uh, a surreal thing to be at.
1: Your your grandparents are are so special that, uh, like you know, I hadn't seen Bobby and and Christine that often, whatever. But they still were special to invite me to the Hall of Fame. So I I didn't make it because I had little kids and travel. But but just you know, they're just that they're good. He's just, I mean,
4: old school, looking in the eye. Exactly. He's uh, super humble, no ego whatsoever with him, and he's always been like that. I mean, I remember growing up, my friends would always talk about. I my you know, my grandpa is and I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I just know he—he's he's the reason I get to go to fo- football games for free and hang out at practice and stuff. <laughs> it, it never clicked until I probably got, you know, you know, freshman year of high school. I was like, man, my grandpa was kind of a big deal, you know, and you uh, never knew with how he was and how he acted. You know, he always, you know, go to my little league games growing up, and um, it was just really cool. Regular guy, yep. in San Diego, he just
1: loved surfing, oh yeah, and sort of hang
4: out, and yeah. In San Diego's his, his home, you know, his home. If it wasn't so expensive to live in California, that's his, I mean, that's where he lived forever, but uh, now he, he moved back to the Nashville area, because all, sure. all his kids and yeah. grandkids live around there, so.
1: you got a lot of talent in the family. Yes, sir, yes, sir. How's your singing?
4: Uh, not bad, I, was, I used to be the lead singer in our band, me and my two brothers had a band uh, back when I was in middle school, and I was the lead singer and the guitar player, only because my singer brother now will play drums you can't really sing and do drums so he. So I was a singer and, uh, and it worked out alright and then I decided that football was my thing so I just uh, went
1: went a different way with football route alright the next obvious question is to ask you to sing but this is in the opening day so I won't no like, I'm know. not doing that yeah no I would do that. yes sir what's your favorite song to sing how about that
4: uh, definitely definitely one of my brothers or, or my dad's my dad's a songwriter so uh, I grew up listening to all his songs and uh, there's just so many of them it's, it's really too many to, to say and uh, I, just, I just
1: love listening to my dad and my brother do you think having the Beathard last name made your football life easier or harder
4: I don't think that it made it like uh, easier by in a sense that uh, anything nothing was given to me I think that being able to grow Football it helped me just develop as a player and know what I wanted. I remember being around Chargers camp and being around guys like Junior Seau, Rodney Harrison. Those were my favorite guys, players growing up, and just really seeing how they handled themselves and, and the leaders that they were. And just at a real young age. It, 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 I'm like, that's, that's what I want to do. I want to be like those guys and handle myself like those guys. You
1: know what's strange and funny? is like, Rodney's my guy, mm-hmm. and Junior was one of my best friends. He actually really? ma- married my wife and I. Really? He was the officiant the year before he died. That's awesome. And so what's crazy is I'm only making the connection now. Mm-hmm. You were there. Yeah, when I was there, it's crazy. We never I mean, really crossed paths. I was probably
4: running around as a kid, throwing the football. You know. No,
1: I do kind of remember. Yeah. I don't remember your name at the time, and I didn't yep. connect the two. But yeah, I, I knew Bobby had a big family, and there would be kids that would come. But that's that's kind of fun, funny full it's, circle. It
4: is crazy. I that mean, just makes me old. I, no, 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 it is kind of funny to think about that. I mean, it's it's a small world. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks. Great to meet
1: you. Thanks. So I'm here with Mike Lafleur. The 49ers' availability. Did you
5: uh, get your brother a ticket to the game? Is He coming? <laughs> he, uh, he is coming. I did not get him a ticket. Uh, he was able to have actually some access to tickets. I'm sure. <laughs> so uh, yeah, him and uh, him and uh, my sister-in-law, Bree, his wife, are, are coming down, and um, so we'll see him. Yeah, I know he's got some. Uh, obviously, we got our stuff going on, but I know he's got some things going on down here on Friday and Saturday too. But we'll be at the game Sunday. But he didn't make you buy buy his ticket for. He us. tried and. I quickly asked that, and then he told me it doesn't matter. I'm going for free. So. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a few more zeros. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll be all right. Did you have a friendly, brotherly wager, like for pride or otherwise? You know, no, inside? No. no. I mean, there was again. I mean, that, that game was so much is the 49ers versus the Packers, and you know, in, in the regular season, I guess it maybe would have been one thing because we got to you know play each other or whatever. But uh, in the in the playoffs, there was one focus. It was each team trying to win their game and right. we didn't even talk about the other stuff. Sure, very yeah. bittersweet. Yeah. Like, he's super happy for you <laughs> and you're super bummed for him, but right. you no, know. no doubt, no doubt. That's, uh, that's the truth. I mean, besides when he plays the 49ers or if it can affect the 49ers, you want him to win, you know, and uh, that's the truth. I know he feels the same about us.
1: Except now he's like probably telling you, well, now
5: that you beat us, you better go get the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know he, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll definitely be rooting for us and, um, you know, he's, he's 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 a good brother, man. He's always had my back and he'll uh, he'll be ready to roll on Sunday. All right, thank you. All right, I'm here with
1: my guy from way back when. As a San Diego Charger, yep. our free agent rookie, yep. Wes Welker, yep. wide receiver coach now for the San Francisco 49ers. Do you remember what you told me when you came through San Diego, the Chargers? I have no idea. What did I say? You did a Tom Brady. You said, I'm making this team. Like I, were... I had a feeling that was probably what it, what it was going to be. <laughs> you yeah. probably told more uh, than yeah. one person about that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. from that, Good, my next favorite story about yeah. you yeah. is, yeah. does anyone know? know about the story or call you Rudy?
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. No, they don't. They, they don't know about the story? Man. They don't. They don't. You want to tell the story? No, you got it. You got it. This is the version yeah. I All right. Our boy, yeah. Junior, yeah. sale yeah. Nicknamed everybody. Yeah. Buddy, buddy, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So one game, yeah. correct me if I get it wrong, yeah. You, yeah. You, you, you go to... You score a touchdown. Yep. You kick the extra point. Right. Yep. You kick off yeah. <laughs> and then you go make a tackle. Right. And then he yep. called you Rudy. Yep. And then the whole uh, locker room no, called you. Rudy. No, absolutely. Absolutely. How long did it stick with you for? Oh, dude. I well, I think Junior was the main one that,
3: that called me that. And because uh, he couldn't remember any of his names. So no, Rudy's I know, easier. I know. Well, Rudy, Buddy, it yeah. all sounds the same, you know, so I have no idea who's calling me Buddy or Rudy or, or whatever it is. I'm like, I'm just glad he's calling me something.
1: Well, you know? you knew I know they're calling you, uh, you I knew yep. you were gonna be a start this league and play do you ever yeah. think you'd be a coach ah man i never thought it'd go to this point but you know what after taking a year off from football i was like you know what i want to get back into it so all right so you know what it's been cool i'm rooting for you i'm rooting right. for the 49ers because of john lynch but i'm rooting hey rooting. thanks doc well that was fun for me to talk to some of the 49er people before i speak to tevin coleman or Quan Alexander, I think it's only fair. I introduced myself as an orthopedic surgeon and having been an NFL team position gives them a chance to say they don't want to talk. And uh, I think it's only fair. The rest of it uh, was fun to catch up with Wes, John Lynch, San Diego guy, and good friend, but I, don't, I didn't chat with him. I said hello to him, but I didn't want to take media time away from all these guys who do it for a living, um, et cetera. But I think it was fun with the 49ers. So let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs.
0: This is the Pro Football Doc Podcast with Dr. David Shepard.
1: All right. Welcome back to the Pro Football Doc Podcast. Section two, segment two with the Kansas City Chiefs. A couple special things in this segment. We're going to speak to the real pro football doctor I'm just Pro Football Doc. This is the real Pro Football Doctor for the first time ever on the Pro Football Doc Podcast. All right, I'm here with Andrew Wiley here uh, at the Chiefs Media Availability. Everyone thinks that, wow, the Chiefs are healthy, there's nothing. But you guys have had a lot of injuries this season. You, yourself, obviously, ankle and other things. Talk about that a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was a few games that really hit us hard this year. But like you said, uh, you know, we're healthy now. And I feel like that's the most important thing. But yeah, we had a we had a few guys uh, that had to battle through some things this year.
1: Well, you know, doing the little injury rankings early on, you know, your QB playing through that high ankle, and then your ankle and the, the whole left side of the line and the, the D line and everything. But you're, get, you're getting healthy at the right time, and yeah. that's that's what you uh, really want here.
0: Yeah, like I said, I mean, we're coming we're coming into it at the right time. You know, everybody's uh, pretty healthy going into this weekend. Your ankle's all good. Yeah, yeah, I'm healthy as can be. <laughs> Translation, not 100%, but this is the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, um, you know, stepping up to the plate, man. That's what, that's what everybody's doing.
1: I got you. Thank you very much. All right, I'm here at Radio Row.
3: Here is Jeff Schwartz, Mr. Media now. Oh, yeah. Lots uh, lots happening at Radio. Today's the first day where it's actually like people are here, so it feels a little different than usual. So do you agree what your brother said, that you beat him up because you were bigger and then he finally caught up to you when you were young? Well, we didn't physically beat each other, but like in sports, yes, because he was always littler than me I and mean, we were he was always tall but i was just was big i mean like i weigh less now than i did when i got to college i mean, like i was that big in college and so i would yes i basically to dominate him in sports all through childhood, It's probably why he's so good now. He's making up for it by being the best tackle tackling the NFL. So is he uh, going to give you a cut of his next contract? Um, no, he just signed a new one, and I got nothing for it. But I'm, I'm hoping that he forgets I owe him for the Super Bowl tickets. <laughs> so we'll see. I think, I think if they win, we're good. If, I, if they lose, he's probably going to call me the next day and ask for his money. All right. So obviously,
1: Patrick Mahomes is great, and a key focus is that D line from San Francisco
3: with no blitz. Can they get pressure on Mahomes? Well, I think they can get pressure with with no blitz, but if you don't do it fast enough, then you know, a Mahomes can throw the ball, and b he can escape if you do it too fast. It's going to be a weird. Thing for them where they have to decide, like, we got to get there now, or we have to kind of close the pocket in, constrict it over time, and as the hits pile up and kind of the plays pile up, we'll eventually get to Pat later in the game. So I'm really interested to see which direction they go, because I mean, like, Pat leaving the pocket and making those plays is an absolute backbreaker. That's what kills teams more than just Pat in the pocket. It's Pat making those plays on third down, on second and long, where he's outside the pocket, throwing down the field, demoralizing it. So they have to eliminate that, I think, first, than just like hitting Pat Mahomes. So, are you going to do it with the standard rush? I think they have to, yeah. I don't think they're going to blitz very much. There you go. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah.
1: I'm here with the real pro football doctor. I'm my moniker is Pro Football Doc, is a former head team position in the NFL. Nice.
6: But you are the real pro football doctor. <laughs> when you uh, are done with football, what's your specialty going to be? Um, my field of interest is emergency medicine, and uh, I've tried to start a residency part time uh, after I graduated, but uh, it was too complicated. You know, the, the court are too small, and I would put too much stress on my core, uh, my colleague. So. Uh, uh, I decided to wait until after football, but for sure, emergency medicine. Any thoughts? Because emergency medicine has some overlap with NFL and on-field stuff. Any thoughts about being a team doctor and being on the other side? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Who knows? We'll, we'll see. I feel like uh, I feel like I would love to get some experience though in the emergency room though before. It's really a passion of mine to uh, to be down there and uh, and just to work that differential diagnosis in like stressful situation. And uh, I love the flow of the emergency. I love of the teamwork in the emergency. So I would love to do that for a little bit, for sure. Harder to be become a doctor or an NFL player.
2: <laughs>
6: uh, I mean, just to make it clear, I, I got my MD, but I haven't done residency yet. So I feel like there's a lot more stress that go on with being an actual uh, physician and working with all the responsibility and everything. Uh, so right now, I'm gonna have to stick with football because uh, that third and ten, uh, when you play away, silent cadence, and you get a really good pass rusher rushing the quarterback. Yeah, it can be a pretty stressful moment too. Thank you very much. Uh,
1: LDT really enjoyed talking to him. A super intelligent guy. Let's take a quick break here and uh, we'll come back with the third and final segment injury rundown, uh, my conversation with Tua, and a little bit of the media center experience on the Pro Football Rock Podcast.
0: More now with Dr. David Shaw the Pro Football Doc.
1: All right, welcome back to the Pro Football Doc podcast. Third and final segment. Let's do the injury rundown. Uh, injury rundown, Tevin Coleman, you heard it. He says he's going to play. I think he will play. Is he going to be able to run the ball? Yes. Will he be as good in pass protection? Probably not. Will he be... A force in the receiving game? Probably not because his catch radius is smaller, but he's not that kind of back anyways. How many carries will he get? I don't know. How many touches? I don't know. I think he's going to be available for Kyle Shanahan, and it'll be a coaching decision as to how much he's utilized, whether it's a little or a lot. But I think he will play. I think he'll still have surgery after the season on his torn labrum. And uh, if you noticed in, these, in this podcast, I did not ask him technical questions like, are you going to have surgery or this, that, the other. Try to leave it fairly general. I don't want to quiz these young guys from an orthopedic perspective. Also, I thought it was really interesting Quan Alexander saying that uh, he knew he would play when they told him that he couldn't. That's very telling. Is he really 100%? I don't think so. Heck, he's listed as limited in practice. But he's going to do well. He's going to be able to run, and he's going to be able to play well. So good on him. Good to see Chris Jones up and going. Not a ton of injuries here, but here's the way I think the game breaks down. It's all on the defensive line, both of them. The 49ers defensive line, if they can pressure Patrick Mahomes and get to him with base defense, no blitzing, the 49ers stand a very good chance of winning. If the Chiefs defensive line cannot get moved off the line of scrimmage and eat up blocks and make plays and stop the vaunted 49er run game, then the Chiefs have a good chance of winning. I get it, the Chiefs in theory stopped Derrick Henry, but let me ask this question. Did the Chiefs stop Derrick Henry or the Chiefs' defensive line, or did Patrick Mahomes? Derrick Henry had 68 yards at halftime, I think. That's about what he had in those other games where he had 180 and 200 yards. Derrick Henry gets stronger in the second half, especially the fourth quarter. That's where he gets all his yards. Well, in the second half, the Titans were chasing, and Derrick Henry only touched the ball three times. So was it really Frank Clark making good on his prediction, of stopping him or was it the chiefs got out ahead so this is why i think the d-line is going to be very important and will determine the outcome of the game so far it's you know barely halfway through here it's only thursday but uh at radio row but ran into lots of people lots of friends lots of people had a chat with melvin gordon uh no surprise he kind of regrets his hold out a little bit Talked a little bit with Jason Taylor, Hall of Famer. Doug Flutie, awesome. Caught up with him some. Uh, Spoke with uh, Tua. Tua tongla and his family, who were his mom and dad. The kid couldn't have been nicer. I was always rooting and pulling for him, and I am rooting and pulling for him that much more. Super nice, humble, easygoing, polite mom and dad same way he's glad he turned pro i'm glad he did too he's not going to throw at combines i think he's going to try and throw before the draft i mean remember his shoulder didn't get hurt so he's going to be able to throw how well is and how well he moves is the question and as long as he doesn't have avaster necrosis i think he's going to be fine will he have a 15 year career i don't know is he going to get post-traumatic arthritis yes But I still believe, and I believe even more strongly after talking to him, that he's gonna be a top pick. Now, is he gonna go two or three or five or six? I don't know, but I think he's a top pick. Uh, You know, GMs nowadays draft for the first contract, and I think he's going to be fine. Uh, And those are my uh, thoughts on uh, Tua. All right, you can tell it's long days here, uh, but we always end with a beast of the week. So we're going to do a Beast of the Week reprise. Uh, I got to see some of my guys uh, on the Fox set, Marcellus Wiley, the Lock It In guys, Todd Furman, Cousin Sal, Clay Travis, all guys that you've heard on the podcast before. But uh, also ran into uh, Chris Lindstrom, the number 14 pick in last year's draft, first round draft pick of the Atlanta Falcons. And if you remember, he was a previous Beast of the Week, and I asked him about his foot. And so we're going to make him the beast of the week again. He described the circumstances. He felt it pop. He continued to play 10 plays. He was just going to stay in there until he realized he was hurting the team that he really couldn't push off. And that's only when he told someone and came out. And that's a rookie. And uh, he's fine now. He's going to be strong. The Jones fracture has been fixed. But there's our reprise of the beast of the week Chris Lindstrom of the Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons first round draft pick. All right, guys, thank you very much. I'll try and do my Periscope stuff, assuming the internet Wi Fi works. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Doc podcast, and uh, we'll chat soon.